Um, okay, before I say the intro, here's the real intro. There is a player in this league that he's going through a lot. Right? Is this now. another? Tri- is this a trivia question? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is this is. I just have to. I have to take this opportunity to to share a movement that's happening that I think is pretty crucial. Um, but you know, there's a lot of talk going on about a, a specific player in the league um, being held hostage by his team. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of people want to get him out and they think that he deserves better and that he needs a chance to win a championship and um, that he just needs to be treated right for once in, in his career, you know, by the fans, by the whatever team he goes to and just like a legitimate shot because the future doesn't look great for that franchise. Um, I know we're all thinking the same player. We know let's, exactly who we're talking about. Yep. Let's just go ahead and say it on three. One, two, three. Bam, Bam out of bio. bio. Yep. <laughs> this is the hashtag free band movement. You know what? Kyle Lowry, old, washed. Uh, Tyler Hero's contract, uh, too Trash. Big. Trash. Jimmy Butler, he's about to, he's peaking. He's, it's he's over old. for him. He's old. Haslam, he, he read the writing on the wall. He got out of there. He's all done. All they have left are undrafted dudes. There's no future in Miami. Um, Bam, you know what? Bam needs to do what's right for him. And he needs to get himself out. Whether it's the Blazers, the Jazz, wherever. But, you know, he deserves a legitimate shot. And Miami, do the right thing. Do the right thing. I mean, Pat Riley, old, senile. <laughs> he's not making the right choices. A billion years old. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the hashtag free BAM movement. It's it's sweeping it's sweeping the nation by storm. So, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, where uh, do you, where uh, do you a lot see of people, a, a lot of people are saying it. Uh huh. A lot of people. A are lot saying of people. The Miami saw, fran- the, the Miami fans are really getting stressed out about this whole situation, as they should be. Yep. You know, it's something's not right in Miami. Something's not right. And I also heard bands a socialist, and they recently got banned in Florida. So he, it, it would probably be good for him to get out of there. Rob, Ron DeSantis, trash. Yup. You know, Florida overall, just trash. Bam, hey, get, get out of here. We say gay on this podcast. Like mm-hmm. we're allowed, we're allowed to say that here. Yup, you can say you, it. Not in Florida though. Nope. So yeah, this is the hashtag free Bam podcast brought to you by uh, Secret Jocks. Hit the music <laughs> and starry <laughs> and starry. <laughs> Hit that beautiful theme music. Hit that beautiful theme music. Uh, We're back. <laughs> I hope that's enough time for him. Um, it, uh, the funny thing about it is that like the the Heat hadn't legitimately posted about Bam in like a couple weeks, and then today they <laughs> they just <laughs> just just panic. Yeah, post. like oh um, oh Bam Bam is the best player on our team. We yeah. love Bam. He's our he's our point guard. He's our power forward. Yep. Like what's that trending on Twitter? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Uh yeah, what's up? This is the uh this is a pick and pop version. Just two of us. I'm Tyler. Yeah, we got Ben. I'm the roll man. He's the roll man, the pop man. Who knows? 
Uh, but we're we're doing it. We're doing it. We haven't recorded since the final. So uh, since the conference finals, really. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, that, Whoops. That's crazy. Uh, the nu- hey listener, did you know that the Nuggets are really good and um uh what's his name christian brown is uh the best rookie of the this previous class and that uh jamal murray is really good and nikola Jokic is really good i if you didn't now you know they won the championship spoiler alert yeah. uh and Jokic had the best post game winning a championship tirade ever i love it he's one of us <laughs> just, he, he... just like yeah yeah i went to my fucking job <laughs> i did my job like i'm going I'm going to go ride my horse. <laughs> Employee of the month hates his job. Yeah. It's so sick. Yeah. Uh, Who among us? Yeah. Who among us? I, I used to look, I used to not be a Jokic fan mainly because of the Blazers rivalry, but he really, yeah. he won me over in that series. Yeah. And I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Joker head now. Yeah. He, he torched the jazz in the, um, 2020 bubble playoffs. And like, we were up three, one on them. We thought it was over. And that, that, I don't know. Jokic has no quit in him. No. And he, he won me over after that series. I was just like, I can't even be ups. I mean, obviously I'm dejected that my team just lost in the playoffs, but like that was also like a really dark, <laughs> like playoff loss because it's like Donovan Mitchell put up like 55. Oh, also, also Jamal put up 50 in it in a game as well. Uh, I don't know. Things were, things look pretty bright. And then, Rug pulled out from under you, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nuggets, a really good basketball team. And somehow were the, were everybody didn't believe in them. They proved us wrong. Well, they proved me wrong. They didn't prove you Mm -hmm. wrong. Uh, You almost had your playoff prediction completely correct. Yeah. I I, I said that the Nuggets were going to go 16 and four. They went 16 and five. Yeah. Which is incredible. What a, what a playoff run. Uh, yeah. This isn't going to be a Nuggets podcast, but we figured since we hadn't uh, been talked about it, this is us handing them their flowers. So congratulations. A likable ass team. Likable ass team. Except for, yeah, I can't get down with Michael Porter Jr. Oh, Maga, Maga Porter, Porter Jr. Jr. Yeah, I wish he didn't get a championship. That's that's my only, that's my only. <laughs> it's okay. Here. It's okay. He's going to be salary dumped in like two years. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Him and his back that's like held together with a bunch his of cords. 200, his $205 million oh, back. Insane. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that happened. But, 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 but you know what? This, this podcast isn't here for championships. This podcast is here for slop. And slop and, and it's, it, it, it's here for recency bias. Yeah, and recency bias. That happened like what three months ago. Championships <laughs> over. It's a new season, almost by a couple days, right? Yeah, almost a new season. Uh, but a draft happened. Uh, the draft. We have some new rookies. Yep. Uh, fresh class. Fresh class. And believe it or not, the Spurs picked Wemby, some kid, some tall kid from France. Some tall goofball that um, is seven foot five and weighs less than me. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, it's fucked up. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> um, Nar- narrow high hips on that guy. Yep, man. Uh, you know what? I know it's, it's like a it's corny to say, but I am nervous about his body holding up against like real NBA bodies. Yeah, I mean, in the was it the U nineteens that Kenny Lofton Jr. gave him the business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and like, I feel like there's 
30, 40 guys in the league that could probably do that to him, throw him around like a ragdoll a little bit. And I I feel like he's somebody that um, is smart enough and loves the game enough to like figure out how to adjust mm-hmm. to that. But um, I don't know if I'm a complete sicko and watched some of the, uh, what are they called? The Met 92s yeah. versus um, the Monaco. I don't even know what their mascot is, but he was playing against Mon- uh, Donatus Monty Junis. Listener, do you remember that guy <laughs> that, that played for the Rockets and got traded to the Pistons? Oh, he has like the most fascinating Wikipedia article, by the way. I'm going to have to look this up. Or you know what? You just tell us. Tell us. I'm so it's like so. You know how a player, like when you go on their Wikipedia page, it's like 100% written by their dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. This, this guy, like his his dad is a super fan of him and, it, and has written in extensive detail about how when uh, Monty Junis got traded from Houston to Detroit, he got that trade got rescinded because of his some sort of injury. And oh. like it, it like refutes it a, a bunch weird yeah it's it's a very strange wikipedia article you you should look it up listener it's that's a that's a really tough last name to spell but i believe in you (laughs) um but uh monty junis was giving him the business a little bit Wemby still scored but like you know monty junis was still getting like 10 rebounds on him okay like yeah i just keep going back to last year in the off season and it, like Chet, Chet Holmgren is like no, he's he's like a league below uh, what Wemby is as a prospect, but similar build, similar skill set. That's my rookie of the year pick, by the way, Chet Holmgren. That is, that is a fair <laughs> pick. Um, mine is Scoot. I'm going with Scoot uh, on the off chance Wemby gets hurt. Yeah. If Wemby stays healthy, yeah. it's him, no doubt. But I think uh, I just I go back to last summer. Similar build, similar play style to Wemby, right? And mm-hmm. in that uh one of those like multiple like random what feels like pickup games they do. LeBron runs right through Chet and like what breaks his foot pretty much. Yep. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about that. Like what if that happens to Wemby and, in and summer league, you know? And it was like a regular ass play mm-hmm. too. It wasn't like a weird freaky go right into his chest and dunk on him. I mean, it was just like a regular contest. Exactly. And that's that's kind of just like my fear with these dudes that are like they're point guards, but then they grow to seven foot and mm-hmm. like they don't have like the weight of a person who is mm-hmm. seven foot. Like Nurk is seven foot and 300 pounds like his right. weight is proportionate to his height but you get those like skinny ass dudes that don't have muscle like Giannis like mm-hmm. it's it, I mean it's scary it's I I mean even even look at a guy like AD like AD's whole thing is that he came in he was a point guard up until his junior year of high school where he just like grew eight inches mm-hmm. and like he he's a guy that was like thin as a like bone thin and has had trouble staying healthy as well. Exactly. And I feel like unless you are, unless you put on muscle like Giannis, mm-hmm. you're going to be prone to injury. So I, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be curious. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's with the Spurs class act organization. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's in good hands, but it'll, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think that, uh, 
Wemby is actually here's here's my prediction. Okay, um, I I think that Wemby is going to have a really difficult time on offense in the NBA. I think the defense is going to be immediate. He's seven foot five, yeah, and his and his hands are basically the size of a dinner plate. Did you see that photo of him holding the baseball? Oh my that god, fucked, that was crazy. That was fucked up. I hated that. <laughs> it, he was. It looked like he was holding a ping pong ball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Um, I I think the offense is not going to be as quick. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you look at his three point percentage, like it was 29% this season. And he takes that bullshit running floater three that I do not think is going to translate to this league. Mm-hmm. If it does, that's sick. But um, I definitely have some real question marks about his offensive ab- ability, like right out of the game. Yeah. I, I think, I think two, three years from now, I think he's like an easy, like 24, 25 points per game. Yeah. But like, I, I think this season I, I, I have my expectations a little bit lower. Yeah. And I, I think that's fair. And I think unless the Spurs do a splashy move in the summer, like they're not going to be good uh, mm-hmm. this year anyways. And like, it does seem like they're going to slow roll Wemby out. Like, you know, I think the reporting is mm-hmm. I hope play a couple games in summer league. He's not doing yeah. the FIBA world. Cup. I, I, I'd be shocked if he played more than two games. Yeah. He'll, he'll probably play against Miller and he'll play against scoot. And then, That'll be that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We have a lifetime to talk about Wemby, but let's talk about <laughs> the the second and third pick real quick. And, yeah. And then we'll dive into some things that we liked and didn't like. But I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, all of the conversation about the draft was, what's Charlotte going to do at two? Mm-hmm. What are the Blazers going to do with three? Uh, mm-hmm. And how do you feel about Charlotte, I, all of our conversations outside of the podcast were about Charlotte's going to oh, yeah. Charlotte's going to take Scoot. There's yeah. no way they're not going to take Scoot. Then they took they, <laughs> then they took Brandon Miller. Yeah, yeah. I, I um I'm a victim of Shams and his uh line moving. Are you going to get in on the class action lawsuit that's probably going to happen? Oh, is there one? No, I'm just assuming. Uh, yeah, they probably they probably won't be one. It, but I mean, it, there should be. Mm-hmm. That that shit's weird. Um. If you don't know, uh, Sham Sharania is like one of the number one newsbreakers in the NBA. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of us out there listening are have uh, the push notifications on Twitter turned on for Shams. Um, but the thing about Shams is that he also works for FanDuel um, betting website. And he tweeted the day of the draft that, oh, it looks like Charlotte is really going to take Scoot. They're really going to do it. And then the lines moved and uh, and then about two hours later, the lines moved back towards Brandon Miller. And then Charlotte ended up selecting Brandon Miller. The whole thing is really weird. Um, But my my take on Brandon Miller is that, um, man, I hope that all the background information is cool and copacetic. I I don't really want to get into all that stuff, but it's certainly weird. Yeah. but I I mean, I get it. I can see it like he's six foot ten. He can shoot. But um, the thing that concerns me the most is that he just cannot finish around the rim. It's really strange for a guy that's that big, that skilled. Um, I don't know. I, I have a lot of question marks with Brandon Miller. I, I had him like sixth or seventh on my big board, actually. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So I think what didn't Raphael Barlow didn't. Oh, he had him at two. Right, uh, he's um. Kevin O'Connor definitely did. I feel like there was somebody that had him really, really low as well, and I can't remember who. Mm. Um, 
whatever drafts over it doesn't matter. I, I i consume so much draft content it all bleeds yeah together. yeah my <laughs> dude, honestly my brain is so mush from the last like month it's like i've just been we got the brain slop literally i've been consuming so much slop like my my fucking like screen time has skyrocketed. Oh yeah, my productivity has gone. Well, so what down. were you at last week? Oh, God, I don't know. It was bad. <laughs> I was a, I was at like eight and a half last okay. week. Okay, I yeah, I <laughs> was probably at like seven or eight. Uh, but it it was bad. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, um, my brain's melting. Uh, the mm-hmm. the Miller though stuff is interesting. Um. I I was convinced they were going to take it because uh, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan sucks at drafting, <laughs> but in in a vacuum, like I understand it, right? There's like two schools of thought, right? You either draft for fit or you draft like best talent available. Mm-hmm. And if you're all I, if you're all in on mellow, I I get going for fit in that yeah. instance, and that's a good fit, you know. That's a long. It should be. It's a big team. Like if you, yeah. if you build around Mello as your point guard, and he's what like six seven. He's he's pretty big. Yeah, he's a tall man. And then you've got your small forward. I don't know what. Maybe they play him at the two three. He could probably play four. I, I, I think he's a two. I I mean I I think he's a little bit like Paul George, where you can play him two through four. But I think he's primarily a two. Okay. Well, he's hey, that's his goat. So it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that I feel like the conversation about him, uh, like calling Paul George the goat, was a little blown out of proportion because I yeah. feel I feel like a lot of people use goat as in my favorite player these mm-hmm. days, right? Like. So and so is the goat, but yeah. that's because you're my favorite player. I, I I think it it was a little blown out of proportion. I think it was mainly because Michael Jordan is his boss now. Yeah. Still, I think it's weird that anybody's favorite player would be Paul George, but that's just me. I get it. I mean, I kind of get yeah. it. Like those those pace, he's he's smooth with it he, for sure. He's smooth with it, and those Pacers teams were like pretty. They were sick. They were, they were pretty sick. sick. Uh, and you know, you know, Paul George gets clowned on a lot deservedly uh he he he, <laughs> yeah. he says for a lot of reasons for a lot of reasons but like his game is nice and i get it if i was a young kid watching i'd, I'd say yo that's wild like that's a big two guard doing that shit that's that's cool um che- <laughs> my favorite thing to clown on paul george for though is um cheating on his coach's daughter yep that's my favorite one yep. <laughs> <laughs> insane move i can't believe that wild wild um what, one last thought, and it's not necessarily about uh, about Miller. I, I think it'll work out there. Yeah. I think it'll work out. It'll be a good fit. I think there's a lot of potential, and I think Charlotte made the right move. I, uh, I yeah, don't... maybe. I don't think... Time will tell. Time, they got to stay healthy. Like, Melo's got to yeah. stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. But here's my... See, but, that, oh. but that's a huge question mark, too. Look at Lonzo. That's true. I mean, I mean, Lonzo. They, they announced like right after the draft. Very smart PR move by the by the Bulls. By the way, mm-hmm. they they announced that Lonzo is going to miss the entire season, and like Lamelo's had a bunch of lower body injuries too. Yep. Like it's that's I got a lot of question marks about that. Yep, I do too. Um, okay, well now I have two hot takes. Okay, first hot take surrounding the the Miller pick. Mm-hmm. My hot take is that Woj leaked bad information to Shams. Ooh. 
And then Shans reported it, thinking he had the right source. And because Woj tweeted after the pick all along, it was always Ooh, going to be I, Miller. And just like just like a pimp slap, huh? Just like a pimp slap. And coincidentally, <laughs> there's been so much blowback. Shams has not broken a lot of news or put out no. any rumors since the draft. Oh, interesting. So I, I, I think Woj did some mafia shit to say, hey, remember last year when I got it wrong? No, I'm still top dog. No, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. <laughs> I'm still the king. Because Ooh, they used, I like it. They also used to be co-workers and yeah was the, the prodigy yeah the master uh dunked on the protege huh? I, that's what i think happened here i just speculating just th- just throwing i i love this conspiracy yeah theory. but that's that's my thing that's what i think um and then my second conspiracy theory or not hot take i think lonzo ball will eventually have a comeback and it'll be a sean livingston-esque oh comeback. yeah for sure that's a good player right there yep Real good player. And Lonzo, similar, like highly touted. A lot mm-hmm. of great skill. Couldn't couldn't shoot, but then could shoot. Uh-huh. And that has some form of career ending injury. Bounces mm-hmm. back. One of the best dudes off the bench of all time. Uh, Ooh. That's that's you ever do you, you ever watch the Sean Livingston injury video? No, I don't think I could. Oh, Ooh, that one's crazy. I watched I watched the, the Gordon Hayward one live in that oh yeah that, i was watching that one too that fucked me up and i like i don't want to see another one mm-hmm. i can't do it <laughs> the sean living well the the one with the sean livingston one is is better because it's like in like 240 by 240 resolution like you can't see okay, anything that's fair you 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 just see his knee go the wrong way <laughs> god that dude that reminds me of the skate video i can't remember what it was but it was like i don't know it had it been 2008 but literally the beginning of the video is this dude and he's doing this sick line and then mm-hmm. he falls and he lands on his ankle and his foot is the opposite way oh fuck. pointing the opposite <laughs> way and he gives out the most blood curdling like scream i've ever heard yeah. in my life and then yeah. the title rolls and then the video goes <laughs> that's a hard way to it was start a hard a way to start a video but like coming in hot brother yeah like ankle the other way and a mm-hmm. like and, <laughs> like <laughs> did it did like did it like freeze frame and then like credits roll no over it no it was, oh that would be wild <laughs> it was just like all right like that's it here's the title screen and then back to the part like Directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it felt like it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Now let's move on to the next pick, which there is a lot of uh, a lot of controversy. Around. We're going through all 58 We're picks, We're going through way. all 58, yep. So <laughs> buckle in. Buckle up. Uh, Blaze just takes Scoot. Uh, and, yeah. and there was like, there was so much posturing Perfect. that, mm. you know, the Blazers were going to trade the pick. Maybe Zion was going to be on the table. And... Mm. From all of the the information that's been released, it sounds like the only offers that were given to the Blazers were Paul George. And uh, was it real, though? The Paul George one? Is it is that like for sure confirmed? I think it's been reported from like multiple sources. I think Mark Spears reported it. Stein reported okay. it. Um, and somebody else did. 
Um, and then I can't remember. I, I feel like that was a quick phone call though. Yeah. Like we'll give you Paul George for, for scoot. And that's, yeah. that's a no, I like, I, yeah. I like PG and I think the fit would have been good next to Dan, yeah. but it's like four years too late. Yeah. It, I mean, I, for where the Blazers are right now, I, I don't think that it would make sense trading for a, how old is Paul George now? About 33, 33 yeah. or 34. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't sense. really make sense. And then the the package that was from uh from the Pelicans, because they really coveted Scoot apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. but it was just all future capital. Um I mean that checks checks out with David Griffin for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I and you know, if you've been on Twitter lately, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of infighting, and then there's a lot of like uh just a lot of discourse around the pick, mm. but at the end of the day, I don't think it was a bad pick for the Blazers because if you're not going to get a trade that moves the needle, then you, yeah. you take the best player on the board. Yeah, you, you take talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, like with I, when it comes to like where the Blazers are right now, I mean, sorry to poke at your wounds right <laughs> now, but they're, they're over the last three seasons, they have like the 24th best win percentage. Mm-hmm. Like you, you need to get talent in the door. And um, for a small market team that, I mean, that's what you got to do. Yep. Yep. The draft is the best way to get talent. Like yep. Utah understands it. Portland yep. understands it. Uh, yeah. It, and it, San Antonio understands it. Clearly <laughs> they understand it. They've killed the draft always. Um, <laughs> it helps getting a bunch of first round or for number one picks as well that that, yeah. that does tip the scales, but like, but now it creates like a log jam, right? So now you got mm-hmm. Dame, Scoot, Shaden. Though Shane has a case to be a two or three, yeah. Um, and then you have he, he's wingish, but he has guard skills for sure. Exactly. Uh, and then you've got Anthony, and Anthony's probably the odd man out, and most likely mm-hmm. to be traded if Dame doesn't get traded. Um, damn, should we just do the Dame stuff now? We just talking about might as well. Might as well. Might as well. We're, here. we're here. We're here. Uh, the section is called "Is it Is it the time to end Dame time?" Ben, what you take it away, and then I'll 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 give you my thoughts as the Homer. Well, you know, from an outsider perspective, um, it's I got a lot of I got a lot of feelings about this. Like I, I understand what it's like to have a all NBA caliber player on your roster that like like i i really feel for the fans in this situation is is basically where i'm at with the whole thing yeah just like i i understand why why fans uh would want to keep them would want to move on from them it's it's just a really difficult situation but like i i think something that doesn't help is just like the whole media spinning this narrative that like, oh, they got to trade Dame. Dame's really unhappy, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't really seem like any of that information is actually coming from the horse's mouth at all. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I. It, it just seems like a completely media curated situation. And now, oh, I'm so sick of hearing about Dame. Well, just like, you did it. Yeah, stop like, talking about it. <laughs> like, th- that was the whole Donovan Mitchell thing. I, I feel like the the whole Donovan Mitchell thing was media created and then like, it, wow, it came to fruition. Yep. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it feels now. And I will say there has been like 
some posturing from the Blazers and then posturing from like Dame through Chris Haynes, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's known that like Chris Haynes is his mouthpiece in the media. And um, if you're just, if if you are not a sicko and you are getting the news from us, like I applaud you. Uh, And if you don't know, Dame had a meeting on Monday after he was in Paris, like with his agent, with, uh, with Joe Cronin and you know, the same old came out of it. Like, the Portland Trailblazers remain committed to building around Damian Lillard. And like, I think that's, that's what they want, you know? Uh, yeah. And I, th- I think Blazers fans are a little traumatized because yeah. we spent the last like eight years with a general manager who was known to lie and <laughs> the big time liar, big time liar, not a very good guy also hated living in Portland and it's nuts that he stayed in that role for so long. Um, yeah. but like known to promise something and then do the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, you see Joe Cronin say, Hey, I want to build around Dame. And then it looks like they're just getting younger. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody's like, well, you're you're lying to us. But I think what's happening is that the Blazers are so strapped from all of the mismanagement for like almost 10 years that they're extremely leveraged, you know, like, yep, everybody wants Dane, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he's a style of point guard that makes a team better. It raises their ceiling. It raises the right. floor. He does both mm-hmm. simultaneously because He's considered one of the best 75 players of all time. So if, mm-hmm. if you know that that player wants to get better so he'll stay in Portland, why are you going to help Portland? And right. I, I just think they're extremely leveraged from not only their willingness to say, hey, like we're committed to this dude no matter what, like we're going to do whatever we can to make it better. And then like it's not entirely Dame's fault, but I think he has a hand in this because he's been so mm. publicly out there than ever before. And that sends a message, but him saying like, Hey, like I don't want to play with young dudes. Like I want to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it doesn't happen, then there's a conversation that right. happens. So that, that leverages the that team. De- definitely doesn't help. Yeah. I, but I, I think like, I don't think, I think it's overblown the the drafting scoot. Hundred percent. I I don't 100%. think it's the the end of the era because I think there are still still moves that they can be that can be made right. Mm-hmm. Like I, if they don't strike out in free agency, which mm-hmm. could mean a, a bunch of different things, right? I think you know you resign Grant, you somehow mm-hmm. trade Anthony to clear up that log jam. And you just yeah. get some like older, more established players in your rotation in the in the spots that you need, like a three and a five and a four. Mm-hmm. You make that like how, how are you getting off that Nurkic deal though? That's you have to attach <laughs> capital. Like that's yeah. that's the hard part. But like Vooch just signed a a, a three for sixty deal, right? Yeah. And like okay, like that. Yeah. Would you that, rather I was I was. <laughs> Man, the the Bulls are looking like they're going the way of the submarine right now. Uh-huh. But I, but that makes Nurk Steel look better, right? Would you rather have yeah. Vooch for 20 or would you rather have Nurkic for 15? I would probably rather have Vooch for 20, honestly. Really? V- v- Vooch is one of the most durable guys in the entire league. That's fair. I will say Nurk the last 2 years 
has been very durable. He's just taken one for the team. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think if if Nurk and he looks like not to do muscle watch, but like <laughs> for once, like he's he's posting photos, like he's looking in shape, he's looking trim. So mm-hmm. you know that uh that that's interesting. I think especially with the new CBA uh, going into effect, like Nurk's contract is now actually pretty appealing. Um, I wouldn't say that, but well, I think with the <laughs> with the percentage like. 15 mil that's not going to be a lot yeah i i see what you're saying but i i just don't think that he provides 15 million dollars worth of value although just like what we just saw with the with the jazz and the john collins straight so so something really interesting is going to happen here with the new cba Here's a little tidbit for you. So it used to be that you had to get to 90% of the salary, sal- what is it? The salary floor, mm-hmm. right? You had to get to the salary floor by the first day of the end of the season, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or like it was June 30th, right? I think so. Yeah. And and now um, it's going to be that you have to hit the salary, 90% of the salary floor on game one of the regular season. Mm-hmm. I think that is really going to change some shit up. So I, I think that it might be a little bit easier to get off of uh, that contract than I'm thinking, but I, I still definitely have some question marks. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a CBA expert. Um, I yeah. only know the bare minimum, but if you're just looking <laughs> at like, per, if you're looking at what they are able to provide you at their best and the, the, the money that they get paid, both, Anthony Simons and Nurkic have pretty team friendly deals at this point. Nurk, yeah, Nurk is coming into his. I think he has two years left at the start of this season. Anthony yeah. has three years left on his deal. Those are both really good. Say the amount of money, Tyler. <laughs> what twenty twenty five million a year for Anthony? Fifteen yeah. fifteen million a year for Nurk. Seventy five million dollars left on Anthony. But would you rather have? Anthony Simons or Jordan Poole? Um, I mean, they're basically the same player a little bit. I I I mean, that's a toss up for me. I not being a homer, I think I'd rather have I think I'd rather have Anthony Simons. I think he has a higher like basketball IQ. I think he's shown mm-hmm. more in his ability to play make. Jordan Poole can shoot the lights out, no doubt. But only for the honeys. Only for the honeys. Good thing he's apparently in Washington where they have honeys, is what I've yeah. heard from the Washington fans. Uh, <laughs> from our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I think they're I don't think it's as like doom and gloom as everybody is making it seem. I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in Portland in in the media are stuck on thinking that because they got a little bit younger at the draft, which I think they really nailed the draft. Um, mm-hmm. I love Chris Murray too. Yeah. Uh, that's a guy that can play right now. That can play right now. And like here. Okay. All right. Let me, let me roll back a little bit. Here's the thing about the Portland draft, right? You have Scoot Henderson who just played two years as a pro technically, right? Yep. Uh, playing against, uh, potential NBA talent and former mm. NBA talent. Um, and that's a big deal from going from 17 mm. to 19. You're playing against a higher level of competition you might play against uh, in college. Maybe. 
Who's yeah. to say? I'm not an expert. <laughs> uh, but you have Chris Murray, who's 23. Uh, has a level of maturity that a 19 year old wouldn't have. And yep. uh, his, his game similar to uh, Keenan Murray, his twin yeah. draft comp. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, and then you have um, Ryan Rupert who, who I love that. That pick, was a by the way. solid pick. And like at the end of the day, they got three I, green room people yeah. for every single pick. Yeah. That's a big deal. I, I saw mocks of him going like as high as like 15. Yeah, they thought they the, the projections were a first uh, round pick. And also also that guy um, up until last year had like exclusively played point guard, too. Yeah. In a rocks. Yeah. Uh, another guard, baby. But yeah. <laughs> okay, and just as a homer take. I love the Ryan or the Ryan 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 Rupert pick uh, because of his connection to Batum blazer oh. blazer legend uh he here's here's a fun thing the five by five king yep him and nurk by the way yeah we have two five by fives uh mm-hmm. but like yeah he he did uh batum's camp when he was 10 and oh and, nice and got to be mvp so he got to go spend 10 days with in with batum in charlotte uh, and then that formed a connection. <laughs> that's a re- that's a that's a really funny prize. I know, really funny prize. But <laughs> just, just like watch me do nothing for Charlotte right now. Yeah, right. But uh, it formed a connection. They're from the <laughs> same town. Like watch me sign this tw- <laughs> like twenty thousand dollar weekly check yep. from the. Do what I did, and you can have this. But yeah, yeah. It, you know that's a, it's a cool connection to have and and have back in Portland. Um, but uh, but the, the interesting thing is that they got three players with very unique skill sets that are mm-hmm. not your typical rookies as far as mm-hmm. their, their ability and their skills mm-hmm. and their experience to bring. So uh, I can see the pitch for Portland yeah. to say like, mm-hmm. we got younger, but we got experienced. So, right. I love it. I love what the, I love what the Blazers did with the draft. Yep. For sure. Yep. And I, I think, you know, you, you do the MLE, right. You trade one of your guards, you mm-hmm. get, pieces that fit correctly and you're mm-hmm. not necessarily trying to thread the needle anymore and you're still picking mm-hmm. a path but with you know team controlled contracts and talent so are you a thread the needle guy with this with with the blazers not really i'm a here's my take i'm a do whatever dame wants to do you know Fair. he he's he's the best player in franchise history like i think if he wants to stay then yeah let's let's make this happen for him but like Fuck! If he wants to go, like I don't blame him. Like let's yeah, let's let's send him to the right place and let's make sure that it's a it's a good trade for both parties. But like, if he wants to stay, like hell yeah, I would love that more than anything. But mm-hmm. like, if he wants to go, it's that's that, and we're still set up pretty nicely mm-hmm. for a rebuild. So I'd rather keep Excellent. him. I'd rather keep yeah, him and thread sure. the needle. But like, mm-hmm. you know, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and I, you know, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Should we uh, run through some draft, more draft stuff? Yeah. What's a what's a pick that you liked, and what's a pick you didn't like? Um. Well, I mean, the Homer and me. <laughs> I mean, can I spit my stuff about the Utah yeah, Jazz? Spit, real quick? Yo, talk your shit, Ben. So, the Jazz selected Taylor Hendricks at nine. Um, 
uh, Keontae George at 16 and Bryce Sensabot 28. And if you believe, if you are a subscriber to uh, ESPN plus, then you have access to Kevin Pelton's uh, like, uh, what is it? His, his draft analysis, just like uh, his, his favorite players in the draft. Right. Mm-hmm. And according to Kevin Pelton, uh, the jazz got the number four, the number eight and the number 16 players by the numbers in this draft. Okay. And I am pretty damn hyped about <laughs> what, what they did in the draft. Um, uh, Taylor Hendricks, you probably didn't watch very much of him because he played at uh, central Florida. Um, well, I actually got to see him live, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, and I went to the NIT game uh, where they played oh, Oregon, and uh, I, yeah. I had my eye on him. It. it was impressive in person. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's he's like a um, small forward, power forward, maybe even a center down the line. Um, shot 40% from three is like an incredible like weak side uh, rim protector Mm -hmm. i think he's going to give walker kessler just like so much room to play like the way that i like taylor Hendricks is exactly the player that the jazz were missing in the previous iteration uh to plug in at power forward instead of like playing royce o'neill who was six foot four Mm -hmm. uh uh taylor Hendricks is six foot ten um can do a lot of things he's a play finisher he he compared himself in his media day of availability for the jazz. Um, I think that was on Monday. He compared his game to uh, Jaron Jackson jr. And to um, Bam at Adebayo, which is like a crazy thing for a 19 year old to say, but like, if he feels like he has that kind of upside, I believe him. Um, and then they, uh, you know, 16 pick, they, they selected Keontae George who, um, He's a point guard. If you look at his nut like shooting percentages, they were not that good, but um, uh, he played on a sprained ankle for half the season. Um, I think it was pretty similar to the, um, you know, what one of those NBA sprained ankles where you would be out, mm-hmm. you know, a m- month or two, but he played through it. Um, man, if you want to see some film, go look at that guy's highlights. Cause that is, that is something that that guy makes tough shots. And um, he was playing out of position at the three. Um, he was six foot four playing three next to two guards at Baylor. Um, it, I, I've been hearing words that like uh, maybe that the older guards at Baylor didn't really want to let him shine as hmm. much and didn't really let him play with the ball as much. But um, I guess the jazz really saw in him that he can really play the point guard position. Um, I'm super excited about that. Um, and, uh, you know, at 28, we got Bryce Sensabaugh. Uh, he shot 48% from the floor, 40% from three, 82 from the line on a terrible Ohio State team. But, you know, he's a 19-year-old freshman. Um, I guess he had two meniscus surgeries in high school, and that really raises some red flags, but you know, you take a flyer on, on that kind of guy at 28. I think that guy is going to light up summer league. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I'm so hyped on this jazz team. Yeah. They, they <laughs> nailed it. And I think the jazz are really interesting because they're in position to make a big trade if they yeah. want to, but they're also in a really good position to be like decent too good with the young talent that they have. And yeah. kind of like in a, in an OKC position. So like, Oh Yeah. 
hundred percent. And it, it, I feel like the jazz right now are like the second least stressed franchise in the NBA. I would say Denver's number one. Yeah. I, I, I think the jazz are number two on that le- list. Like, I don't know. We're, we're going, going to strike. If a deal falls in our lap, like um, what's his name? John Collins. Yeah. That's, that was an yeah. interesting move. The, yeah. The salary dump for John Collins. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. John Collins and his fucked up finger. <laughs> God, we got so much finger content uh in the last 24 hours. <laughs> Have you seen that sucker? Uh-uh. Oh my lord. Uh, send me send me uh, a fo- send a photo after this. Yeah. I want to Yeah. It is uh so he he jammed his finger like super duper 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 bad. Uh-huh. And it's just like I don't know. It's it's like swollen to like two three times the girth that a regular ring oh, finger God. looks like um and it, i guess it's like never really healed and that might be a reason why his three-point percentage has dipped in the last huh. couple of years that would make sense it's uh, on a shooting hand i think so um the way it appears to me that seems like something that you would get surgery to correct but yeah. i don't think that he's done that but you know whatever um, I, I, I'm happy to take a swing that, you know, I'm happy that my team is taking a swing on a 25 year old player yeah. that, that had a 50, 40, 80 season. Yeah. That's, that's a good player with a lot of upside and like, Hey, you got the madman Danny Ainge. Yeah. Like who knows? You, yeah. You rehabilitate <laughs> him. And you thought that. Uh, I keep on wanting to call him Clint Capella. It's John Collins. Uh, you you thought that John Collins rumor, rumors had stopped. Oh, oh no! Oh no! No no! no Just no, no. wait. <laughs> Just you wait. Oh, uh, was there any pick in the first round that you didn't like? For any, um, I I I have a little bit of questions about pick five, pick six. That's I'm with uh, you, especially pick five. That was going to be my choice. Yeah. Um, Kate Cunningham. Um. Jaden Ivey and Osar Thompson as your one, two, three in Detroit. I mean, I there's only one basketball with uh, players that kind of need to play with the ball in their hands. Um, I was really hoping that Asar would go to a situation where he would be the lead ball handler because I really think that he has that kind of upside. Mm-hmm. He he mostly played off of Amon Thompson for overtime elite. And so, I don't know. I was kind of hoping that you know, he would go to Orlando or, you know, even like a team like Washington. I was really hoping that he would fall all the way to nine for the Jazz. Yeah. But, uh, and then, uh, you know, Anthony Black in Orlando. Man, Orlando loves point guards that can't shoot. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts. And, um, uh, I, I don't know who posted the video, but uh, I guess Anthony Black has uh, it. The, the tweet originally said he's shot 13,000 th- threes over the last three or four weeks. But then he quote tweeted that um, I've made 13,000 oh threes since God. then. So, OK. <laughs> All right. Um, All right, young buck. <laughs> But but the video that they posted just like I, his form was better, but his feet are all goofy. Yeah, like he 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 lands with his left foot like behind his right foot. Oh, it was no. really strange. That is strange. Uh, um, when when you see stuff like that, I, 
when I'm watching shooters, I, I'm mostly looking at their feet. Uh-huh. Because you can usually tell if a shot's going in by like how they land. Yep. Yep. The, the base is everything. He, yeah. And he's got a he's got a weird base. He had he had a he had, everything was wrong before, but I guess you you know it takes time to correct these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, that, that was going to be my choice was a sore yeah. Thompson, though. Like, I, mm-hmm. I I feel like the fit's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, he He's the better shooter of the twins. Yeah. But he, like you said, <laughs> the best, like there's only one ball and like yeah. Ivy, Cade and him all need the ball in their hands. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> And you and you said that um, Asar is the better shooter, but it, like better shooter doesn't yeah it doesn't I mean, mean that's much. A, that's a that's a low bar that, yeah it doesn't mean much in the terms of those two but uh, they're yeah. they're interesting because I think they both have pretty high basketball IQs so yeah. I I could see them both putting in the work and becoming you know good shooters by NBA mm-hmm. terms so uh, worth keeping an eye on yeah. Is there anybody else that you didn't like? Um, didn't like the fit of? Not really. I don't know the young guys enough to yeah. to to fully uh, mm. to make a to fully make a decision. Um, I did think the the Jet Howard was kind of an interesting pick. Yeah. Um i I hadn't heard anything about him going as high as he did. So that that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like every mock that I saw had him going in like the mid twenties. Yeah, so that, that that seemed like a reach. I mean, if you really like that guy, just trade back. But I mean, if you really like him, just take him. I guess. Yeah. But that I feel like Jet Howard could definitely be one of those guys where we look back and maybe he totally deserved that eleven spot because you know he is six foot eight. He is a great shooter, but I I kind of felt like he wasn't even the good the the best Michigan player taken in the draft. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, a pick I liked, which is interesting, is I liked the the Derek Lively to the Mavs. Yeah, I think he, uh-huh. I think he fits like a really good mm-hmm. role that they need. And like, who are they? Who are they comping him as? Uh, uh, I mean, I see some a, Tyson Chandler there. Yeah, I see they, Tyson yeah. Chandler with range is what they say. So, so, um, you know, Der- Derek Lively was the number one high school player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was like him and Nick Smith basically. Um, and he went to a situation at Duke where I, you know, they lost Coach K. I, I, I don't totally. I wasn't really following the Duke season that intently, but um, he was only playing about twenty minutes per game. Um, I, I saw. I mean, I was listening to the to the mismatch, and uh, Chris Vernon was really given uh, the Bilal Kulabali pick at eight some flack. Just like I can't believe that a guy drafted that high has only scored five points per game, blah, 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 blah. Derek Lively only scored five yeah, points. Derek, Derek Lively <laughs> was not great in his one year at Duke. Like he wasn't yeah. that good, but like you draft for potential. And I, I, yeah. I liked, I liked the pick for, for the wizards trading to it's get, exactly to get it's a, like, Oh yeah, for sure. For the for the Bilal or B- yeah. Bilal is that how you say his name Bilal uh, Bilal. B- Bilal Bilal yeah and, it, and you're, you're supposed to put a little French on the end of Koulibaly Koulibaly like his measurements if I remember correctly are nuts yeah uh 
Yeah. He he was 5'11 three years ago, and now he's six foot nine and has seven foot three wingspan. Yeah, and I feel like his hands are, are, ins- are insane. also dinner plates. Yeah. Like nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. I just hope the Wizards can develop him. That's what I low pressure about. situation for him. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But I, I that that was pretty wild that he jumped so high so yeah. quick. And I, I guess the um you know the the Pacers trading down to eight mm-hmm. for only two second round pick. That I was, I, I don't know. I had some question marks about that, about how that happens. How you trade down one spot and you guys both get the player that you wanted anyway. That was that was kind of strange to me. Yeah, uh, but I, I guess um, the Jazz were also trying to get Bilal too. Uh, so I, I guess. We didn't have, I guess we didn't want to trade the two second round picks. Yeah. I don't know. That's strange. That is strange. But, huh. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. So I guess if the Pacers had, had Walker. I mean, they wanted Jared, yeah. they wanted Walker all along. Huh. Interesting. Uh, well, let's, let's dive into some free agency stuff real quick. Uh, yep. Before we go too long, uh, there uh, were a couple, well, yeah, a couple of trades. Porzingis is now a Celtic, uh, you got Marcus Smart, which is interesting, is now a Grizzly. Yep. Tyus Jones went to the Wizards. And probably most importantly, Beal is a son and Chris Paul is somehow a, a warrior. Uh <laughs> crazy times. Yeah, shit's crazy for sure. Um didn't have any of this on my bingo card. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Uh what do you what do you think? who are some free agents that you have your eye on and what team do you think is going to look the, what, what team is going to look the most new at the start of the season? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I think that it's probably going to end up being the Celtics are going to look the most different because you, I mean, you, you kind of trade Mr. Celtic there. Mm-hmm. I, he kind of seemed like he was the heart and soul of that uh, Celtics team. You trade him for Porzingis and now uh, you know, you don't get who's their ball handler now. I mean, like they have no passers on this team. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess you start Derek white, right? I guess I suppose <laughs> Um, you start Peyton Pritchard. They might. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it kind of seemed like uh, Peyton Pritchard was on his way out, Dude, but he's it, been it asking out seems... for a year and a half. It's yeah. nuts. But now it seems like uh, his number's getting called a little bit. Um, I haven't really dug too deep into the free agent list. I know that it's kind of a weak class. Um, Yeah, it's not great. um, What about you? Who do you think is going to look the most different come opening night? I think it's either going to be the Suns or the Blazers. Because if you pull the trade... Mm -hmm. Oh well, yeah, Suns, Suns, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they they got six players and one hundred forty-five million dollars, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Uh, and they they need to like they're in trouble. Like I don't know how they're going to fill out that roster uh, and have it be worth the hundred and six million plus they have wrapped up in four players. Uh, but like with if they do the Dame trade, like Dame's gone, most mm-hmm. likely Nurk is gone. Grant is for sure mm-hmm. gone. Um, so that's that's my pick. If if they keep Dame, it's probably the Suns. Um, but I mm-hmm. I'm interested in 
as far as like free agents, I'm really interested in where Max Struess goes because I think. Oh yeah, okay. I think a, what all the reporting like from Lowe and and others mm-hmm. has been like there's a lot of suitors, and I think he made himself a fuck ton of money. Oh yeah, a fuck ton of MLE money, but like better, <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah, that's a fuck. Hey, that's my, that's that, a lot. That's to me. <laughs> That's like twelve million a that, year. That, that's more money than I'm ever going to see in my exactly. life. Exactly, and I think uh, <laughs> you know he can play some defense. He can shoot the lights out of the mm-hmm. ball. I, I think that'll be interesting. That's kind of a big, yeah. big free agent. And for me, also, is anyone can steal Austin Reeves. That's that's an interesting one to me. Oh, he's got the windy fingers. Let's go, baby. I I saw I saw a tweet today that um I think it was a one of the Clippers SB Nation guys who said we're living in a reality where uh the Jazz could swing a Damian Lillard trade and sign Austin Reeves to a max contract. Oh my god, that'd be that nuts. would be that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Wow. <laughs> What one thing I found interesting, like right before we hopped on this, was Bobby Marks was saying, "Don't count out San Antonio for a Damian Lillard trade." Ooh, and that I would love that. that would be the most fucking monkey's paw shit for Blazers fans, right? You yeah. tank your season to try to get Wemby, <laughs> Wemby. To, to and then you lose Lillard, and you lose you Lillard lose to go Lillard. play with Wemby. Oh man, oh brutal! It would be brutal. I would become a San Antonio fan. And that would be brutal, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's that's something I have my eyes on. But I think honestly, the most likely outcome because trades are really difficult and they never happen the way you mm-hmm. think they should happen is that Dame stays. At least, yeah. at least until then. At, yeah, at least, at until, least the, until the deadline. The deadline, because that's yeah. when people become more desperate and are willing to put yeah. more on the table. Um, do you think that the Mavericks give two hundred forty-seven million dollars to Kyrie Irving? They have to. Like that's another situation similar to Portland and Utah where free agents don't really go to that city, which is weird because like Dallas is like New York city with no taxes. Exactly. Like it's a big city and you don't pay income tax. I I, don't understand. I I wonder, (laughs) I mean, you got to point the finger at Mark Cuban. Yeah. It's because he's cringe. He's he's a cringe, he's billionaire. cringe and he's and he sucks. And the Mavericks <laughs> have an, as an organization are so incredibly problematic. Yup. And they've got like one of the worst coaches. And that's coming from me who has Chauncey Billups as our coach. Like <laughs> we turned down. Kidd. Hey, hey, I, I think that uh, I lost to Jason Kidd last year. I He did some interesting stuff, but I, I guess. Game planning against Rudy Gobert is not that hard. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not hard. that hard. Plus, he has Luca. But like, yeah. <laughs> man, he's not a good coach. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's I. They have to sign Kyrie. Like, yeah. If they, here's my bold take: If they don't sign Kyrie, they lose Luca next year. Because I think they're, I think they're strapped, and maybe he'll be a Jazz. Or yo, maybe he'll be a Heat because the Heat aren't getting my getting my boy Dame. Maybe he'll be a Nick. I don't know. They're, maybe they're, he'll be be a Blazer. Maybe he'll be a Blazer. Maybe we'll unlock those picks and we'll get Luca. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I but I do think like they they run the risk of losing him if they don't retain Kyrie. Even though they probably shouldn't have even tried to get Kyrie in the first place. It's no <laughs> man. It's a it's a mess in Dallas. Like I think we got it bad <laughs> in Portland, man. I would I would rather deal with what we're dealing 
in Portland because Portland still has a future. Like the Mavericks don't have anything right now. No, dude. If they lose, if they lose like Luca, they're fucked. I mean, obviously yeah. they would get the hall of all halls. So they would get some picks. I mean, uh, the, 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 the best, the best that a team can reasonably do is the Kevin Durant trade. Right. Yeah. And you know, I, I have, I definitely have some question marks about where the Phoenix Suns are going. Oh, they're fucked too. Uh, like if it flames they're, out, they're, like, and they will. Uh-huh. I mean, they, they got three injury prone players. Yeah, and two of them are, or, or I guess. Well, yeah, they're all mid range ma- maestros. You know, yeah. like I mean, they can all shoot from three for sure, but they prefer to like do their work in the mid range. I, I'm not a Suns believer, and I don't. I'm not a. I'm also not a believer in like you need as much high-end talent, right? I'm a believer mm-hmm. in, like, you need high-end talent to win, but you also need the pieces to fit and, like... Yeah, like the Nuggets. Exactly. The Nuggets are, like, what everybody should be doing. Yeah. You you got a you got a superstar, you got an all-star, and then you got a bunch of guys that fit in around them. Well, they don't even have another all-star. Uh, Jamal Murray's an yeah. all-star. He's a, he's a top 20 player. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> after after this playoff, yeah, he'll, after this playoff, he'll be an all star next year. I I bet that Jamal Murray ends up making five all star teams. You think so? Yeah, probably. How many years is he in? He's in five, six. Uh, he was the twenty seventeen draft. So yeah, going into seven. You think he's gonna make five? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I bet he makes five. I say three. All right, let's check in in five years. <laughs> remind me five years um what what uh quick uh where do you see fred van vliet going i think houston i think he takes that money they're they're reportedly offering him what two years for 83 Uh, he's still he's still young enough to get a contract after that you you spend two years in houston you live it up that makes the most sense you make 83 million and you hang out with some fucking young dudes like yeah, bro. Like you, you were undrafted. Take that money, like stick it to Masai. I might be a little mm-hmm. salty, but stick it to Masai and like <laughs> and, and get that bag because two years isn't long enough for him to wait. Why are you salty about Masai, bro? He overvalues his players. Like in trying to trade with him is in oh OG Siakam stuff. Yeah, OG Siakam uh, stuff. I mean, like gotcha. The, for expiring contracts, it is nuts what he wants for those two players. Yeah, makes sense. They're but they're they're also really good. <laughs> they're they're really good, but are they like? Are, is OG Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, and Anthony Simons for OG straight across good? No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. They're good. They're they they are definitely players of value. But I think wait, wait, okay. Wait, hold up. Would you give up both of? Would you give up all that for both of both Pascal I, and OG though? I would do. I would have done Anthony and the third pick for Pascal and OG. I feel like that's reasonable. That would have been reasonable, right? But the yeah. the hang up is like shade and sharp. You're a, you're a Shea head. Huh? I'm a Shea head. I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, a fun little stat. As a 19-year-old last year, he was the sixth best player in catch-and-shoot percentage. 
Amazing. Which is nuts. He didn't play a game <laughs> since high school in Canada. Or no, I guess he was in Arizona. Either way, he didn't play a single game of basketball that meant anything since high school. And then he went into the NBA and became the sixth best catch and shoot player. Uh, based, Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's nuts. The 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 potential in that kid is is wild. And I get why they... Fut- and a future dunk contest winner. Yep. Oh, absolutely. He would have cl- cleaned the floor with Mac. Yeah. He would have sent him... He would have kicked him out of the G League. He would have made him learn Chinese, <laughs> I, buddy. I, I, I mean, Mac McClung k- kicked himself back to the G League. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least at least he got his dunk trophy. So good for good for mm-hmm. him, man. Uh, good for him. R.I.P. to a legend. Yep. Shot down in his prime. <laughs> uh, the that is actually the the Raptors are another team I'm interested in. Uh, free agency wise, because I think they yeah. need to pick a path. They're similar to the Blazers, right? Yeah. Pick a pick a path, uh, because you have your your point guard who is most likely going to walk for nothing. You yeah. have Pascal with one year left, which he probably will walk for nothing. And OG, who they can't uh, get to agree on a uh, extension, and he just changed mm-hmm. agencies, which it's never a good sign. Mm-hmm. Good chance that he he leaves too uh for pennies and, on the dollar if they trade him at this point yeah and uh apparently yakub pertle doesn't want to resign and he either. might go back to san antonio is some of Crazy. the rumors yeah I, I think jake fisher was talking and, about that and they and they traded um their 2024 pick for yakub pertle yeah and they might Insane. they might lose them in free agency it's nuts i i think uh, here's a hot take and I'm stealing this from a, a local Blazers media person, but I do kind of agree with it. Masai is similar to Neil Oshley with a little more like success because he won a championship by making a big swing, but he overvalues his players. He won't make the trades that make the most sense for the team because he's, he's too prideful in his picks that he made. And now it is doing damage to the team. Uh, because he is so wrapped up in overvaluing his players because he made those picks. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. I like wrapped up. <laughs> I like the pun there. <laughs> Unintentional. Um, yeah. Uh, pun intentional. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I I can totally see that. Yeah. He, he seems like a guy that's reluctant to make any deals and totally overvalues his players. I get the comp. Yep. I get the comp. Yep. That's that's my draft comp for for Masai. <laughs> Excellent. Uh sweet. Well, we'll let's do an episode in the next couple of days cuz free agency opens Yeah, free it's going to be nuts, it's, dude. It's going to open Friday. If anything cra- crazy happens, Maybe we hop on and do an emergency pot or something. Um, yep. But yeah, we'll we'll have an episode in the next few days uh, because it, it, it's going to be wild. Uh, I think there will be a lot of movement and I think there will be some things we're shocked by. Uh, yeah. Uh, th- this CBA is going to do a, a bunch of weird stuff. Yep. This summer. I, and I'm really excited to see it. I'm really excited for Summer League. Oh my God. It's going to be um, nuts. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of I'm fun. S- there's a lot to look forward to in the next month. Yep. Uh, basketball never ends. It never ends. No. And it's amazing. That's why this is the best and sport. Honestly, it's the summer is the sauciest time. I know it's slop. Yeah. It's just a lot of slop for us <laughs> little piggies, baby. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, anything you want to plug? I think you put out a new song, right? Yeah, my band. We're called Bad Charm. We just put out our first single. It's called Expect. It's on Bliss Beat Music. Um, the full EP comes out July 7th. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. And I'm really happy with the love I've been getting. I've been receiving from the Bad Charm heads out there. And yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time to be alive. Hell yeah. Uh, Producer Ralph, when you listen to this, that'll be the that'll be the song we play I'll at se- the end. I'll send it to him. Hell yeah. Uh, He's not listening this far in. Yeah, you're right. That's fair. <laughs> um, I'm going to plug myself. Tomorrow's my birthday, so my birthday wish. Hey, happy birthday, buddy. It's my birthday tomorrow, baby, or today if you're listening. Um, my wish is that all of you listeners send the Blazers good vibes. That's my birthday wish. You send us good vibes. Get us, get us, give Dame a I'm, shot in Portland, okay? That's my birthday wish. I'm going to wear my Trailblazing sh- shirt for you. Hell yeah. Tomorrow. Hell yeah. I am also, shout out Trailblazing, best in the biz, baby. And I, if. <laughs> free Bam. Free Bam. Please make that shirt. Just make that shirt. Make that hat. Something, please. In the 90s Blazers font that says Free Bam, I need it. Send it to Pat Riley's house. Yes, please. Get his address. Um, Hell yeah! What? Bring bring Eric Spolstra home. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> oh my god. We need that agenda. Bring him home. Bring him home, please. Trade. We're trading Chauncey. We're trading because uh, you can trade coaches, right? Like that. Yep. That happened with Doc Rivers. Yeah, Doc Rivers. That happened with Jason Kidd too. That's how he got to Milwaukee, right? From the Nets. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're trading Chauncey. We're trading Anthony Simons. Uh, you can have Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and then our five uh, second-round picks that we got from the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and in return, we'll free Bam. We'll take him on. We'll treat him nicely. And you give us Spolstra because he deserves to come home. That's my birthday wish. <laughs> Keon Johnson's getting bounced around like a basketball, buddy. <laughs> Poor Keon. And formerly the, the highest vertical at the Combine, then replaced by other Blazers legend, Jaden Sharp. Hey, full circle. Full circle, baby. And this podcast has come full circle. It's the end. Uh, All right. We'll see you on the other side of free agency, baby. Later. Bye-bye.